Protestants worship God through their spirit-filled worship services, fellowship, and Bible studies. Catholics worship God through their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house who fight over who God loves more just because he gave us different colored rooms. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. But it doesn't have to end this way. If we want to beat the enemy, Protestants and Catholics must join forces. But how? Stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are the same. We are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. There are 120 million Protestants and Catholics in America. Imagine if we stopped fighting each other and started fighting the enemy and his evildoers. Imagine if we all pointed in the same direction, back towards God. Imagine if we started voting for laws that align with God's laws. What would happen? We believe that God's hand of protection and favor would heal our land and bring us back to one nation under God. We like this idea so much, we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians share shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their lives and what happened next. Grab your pen and paper because in the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to increase your faithfulness, your fruitfulness, and your fulfillment in God's kingdom. Let's go. Today, my featured guest is Tim Howard. He is the host of the Reflect Your the Life You Want, Reflect the Life You Want, BC Nation podcast. He's a co-author of the upcoming book, The Mirror, to be released later this year. He's also a strategist and mindset coach with The Man School. I've already had someone else with The Man School on this show, and I'm a big fan of The Man School. We got to teach our men. We got to put you back in school how to do your life, how to do life at home. Your personal life. Man, it's easy to win in business. You could just Google and YouTube strategies and business principles and they work and they you're able to control them and, and get the results and the ROI. But when you go home, nobody teaches you. How do you win at home? You're not dealing with like business principles and concepts and strategies. You're dealing with humans and they don't come with an instruction manual. Mm. All right, so uh, yeah, we're going to get into it with Tim. He's going to teach us some of the wisdom that God's given him. Now, his primary profession is as a Homes for Heroes realtor serving southeastern North Carolina with EXP Realty. Tim began his professional career as an airborne ranger, qualified U.S. Army officer after attending Gonzaga University. And he completed his MBA in management while serving on active duty in the army because obviously the army just wasn't busy enough. So he's like, hey, I'm going to do more. Uh, Let me do extra. He's like Catholic. You know, they do extra. Uh, His second master's degree focused on applied behavioral science uh, and was completed while working in manufacturing leadership roles in the aluminum industry. So Tim is a well-rounded kind of guy. He's a leader, man. And he's out there helping men. 
And uh, Tim, welcome to uh, Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and just fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, thank you for inviting me to the show, Joseph. Yeah, I uh, grew up in the Catholic faith. I uh, grew up in the Seattle, Washington area, went to Gonzaga University, go Zags, uh, and uh, was an army officer and then met my wife-to-be. We were uh, married in the, a Protestant church, and when we, we moved from North Carolina to Memphis, Tennessee, began practicing in a more of a non-traditional non-denominational kind of Christian space and spent most of my 30 years more in that space and then got reconnected to my Catholic faith uh, through my co-author, Maria Spears of the Mirror Book. So um, been an interesting journey and uh, I can, I kind of have, and I'm coaching in the man school. I have men from the Catholic space, men from just traditional uh, evangelical Christian space and just, it's an interesting blend of um, backgrounds and perspectives that we bring to bear on life. You know, I also get to coach men that are Protestant and Catholic, and yeah. it's kind of fun when you can speak to both of them because you've lived on both sides of the fence. Yes. You know, and, and yeah, I was raised Catholic, but man, then I fell away, became ag- agnostic, then atheist, you know, and then God went into the darkness, left the 99 behind and found me. I was the lost <laughs> sheep. Yeah. And I was ungrateful and miserable and kicking and screaming as he dragged me back into the light. Uh, and then he brought me back into real relationship with him uh, through my Baptist Protestant brothers, my Southern Baptist brothers. They're hardcore, man. Yep. You know, and these guys taught me how to pray, how to get quiet and hear the, the voice of the creator of the universe. I was like, nobody's taught me how to do that. That's not even possible. What are you talking about? God doesn't speak to his people anymore. Turns out he does. He does, yeah. Right? Does. And it's amazing. And he wants to speak to each and every one of his children and tell you the plan he has for your life. But nobody's teaching us how to shut up and listen <laughs> and listen. You know, we're listening to pastors, but not to God. There's a problem. There's a problem. Anyway, that was a rant. Tim, uh, you know, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business or ministry life actually know. Hmm. Well, I took some risk. Uh, I was a guest of a podcast recently, took some risk and shared something that I haven't really shared uh, much of anybody. I talk a little bit about the book. Um, I, I spent probably 40 years of my life uh, with a sense of shame and guilt over what I went through when I was in college. Um, unfortunately, um, my girlfriend at the time became pregnant mm. and uh, we you know, it, for me, it, in some ways, I felt like I, I, I didn't have the courage to face and go through what we would have had to face if we would have brought that child in the world mm. together. And we ended up making a decision I regret, but that's the decision we made at the time. But um, it's been a couple of years ago now, The I was having a conversation with a friend and her son was getting ready to circumnavigate the world, retracing uh, Magellan's uh, sailing of the world, the path on a, a sailboat that was primarily going to be solar powered. Hmm. And she was especially afraid of her son dying. And I don't know why, but all of a sudden just kind of, you know, you kind of get those downloads sometimes from the Holy Spirit. I call them Holy Spirit moments that, 
you know, to me, it was like, you're going to see your son when you get to heaven. Now I have three sons Mm. already. So it was like, wow, why now? Why am I getting this information now? And so it was really kind of a choice point. It's like, okay, this is coming to me right now. And I've learned that when things like that happen, just to um, acknowledge it and receive it and decide what you're going to do with it. And I just made the decision to take some risks to share that story. I felt like it was something that she needed to hear to give her a sense of peace about. And the, the trip ended up being canceled because of some technical difficulties. Um, but I found, one, one thing I've found is that getting things into the light, of your, your past, your shame, your guilt, um, is better than keeping it hidden. Because <clears throat> as long as you keep it hidden, and you keep it inside, it's affecting you, it's impacting you, and you're not released from it. And one of the key things I've found is that self-forgiveness is sometimes a lot harder. You know, we, we know God loves us. We know that uh, he loves us unconditionally, no matter what we've done or failed to do, that he loves us. But to truly accept ourselves um, and love ourselves fully which is one of the concepts of the, the mirror book project, the, the L, the reflect the life you want, reflect is an acrostic and the L is to love yourself and to let others know that you love them. And to love yourself, sometimes you gotta forgive yourself from things from the past that you're ashamed of or you feel guilty about. So that's something that's uh, just come about in the last year or so, given yeah. this new awareness you know, to truly be my true full self, I have to let go of one of these things I've been carrying affecting me for about 40 years of my life. 40? 40 years. 40 years, BC Nation. Listen, I call those rocks. Rocks just seems, uh, is just, just means head trash. Head trash, right? Mm-hmm. We carry rocks with us, you know, decisions, shame, guilt, everything. People hurt us. They wronged us. They broke our trust, broken relationships, all this stuff, right? There's just rocks being thrown at us from people. We throw rocks back at them, right? And we got all these rocks buried in our soil, but God made us good and he made us with good soil that was fertile and he wants it to be fruitful. But unfortunately, you can't when you got rocks buried in it. You become mm-hmm. infertile and barren, rocky ground. And most of us walk around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years as rocky ground. And then we're like, God, what's my purpose? Why doesn't God give me my purpose? I don't know my purpose. Well, that's because he can't because you got rocks in your soil, brother. You got rocks in your soil, sister. Right. And Tim just opened up with us very vulnerably. And I really appreciate that. And said, listen, you know, when I was younger, uh, I chose to have an abortion and put it and the life of my son. And I made a decision back then. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not that man now. I was mm-hmm. a boy. I made boy decisions. They were selfish. And it cost me my son's life, you know. But man, God just brought it to the forefront which is God's way of saying, hey, I want to take that rock out of you, son. Mm-hmm. Right? I want that out. I want you to stop carrying it for 40 years. It's crushing you. I want you to give it to me. I want you to give it to me, right? And BC Nation, man, like, be honest. You got rocks. We all got rocks. And listen, if you think, Joseph, I don't got any rocks, well, then right there is your evidence you have pride as a rock. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you got pride rocks. All right? 
But the point is this, stop trying to carry the weight of your own destiny on your own shoulders. This is what causes all the stress in your life. You're trying to control outcomes and results that don't belong to you. They belong to God. Mm -hmm. This is where I was. This is where I was, man. When I finally got that and just freed up and said, all right, I'm only responsible for what? My action and my inaction. Like right now, Tim, right? Like God presents this rock to you, brings it to the surface of your soil, says, son, I want it out. And he's pretty much saying, son, bring it out of the darkness into the light. I want to take it. Now you have a, a decision to make. Like, do you take action or do you resist? Do you cooperate or do you resist? The outcome and the result and the healing is up to God, not you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, one of the verses that has a lot of meaning to me, Romans 8, 28, all things happen to those for our good, for those called according to his purpose. And, and this concept that, you know, not everything in life happens is good. But God uses it for good somehow in our lives to um, make an impact for someone else. And the more we humble ourselves to that and take ownership of, hey, I've made a mistake. Um, how do I turn this around for good for someone else? So, you know, maybe there's somebody else out there that struggled with this and carried this guilt and shame for their whole life. Like I had, I just turned 60 last year. You know, and it's like, there's some conversations I probably need to have with my sons about this uh, mm. and just talk, talk through that. What was that? What was that like? Why did I make that decision? How has it affected the man who I am for most of my adult life? And um, maybe there's somebody else that's been through something like that and they have the shame and the guilt and the forgiveness. And I just need someone to talk to about it and yeah. get that rock out of the soil. I think you're so right, Tim. And I know for a fact you're right because I coached one of my clients, uh, husband and wife. I, I got to coach them both and they blew up rocks together in their marriage. They were on the brink of divorce. And one of the biggest rocks underneath all of it, deep, deep, deep down in the soil was when they were like 20 years old, they chose to have an abortion mm. and, and they killed the baby. And uh, they've both been carrying that guilt and shame for all these years into their marriage, into their mm. parenting, right? And it's a subconscious. It's not like consciously. But man, it is impacting you. It's crushing you. You don't get to show up whole and complete in your life, in your relationships when you're carrying the, the rock and the weight. So, Tim, I think it's fantastic, and I acknowledge you that you're going to go have that conversation with your sons because you don't even know. Maybe one of them is dealing with that decision now or soon right and and you could totally change the trajectory of his life absolutely by you yeah. showing up yeah i remember i write about this in the book um you know when my my former wife the the first time she let me know that we were expecting our first son and she said those words it triggered a response in me that should have been a moment of joy and happiness it triggered fear mm. and the way I responded and reacted to her because I'd never shared this had a negative impact on her. And every time we were expecting another uh, one of our sons, I kind of had, I went through that whole triggering again because I never had forgiven myself or released that shame and guilt. It affected us in our marriage wow. because I didn't have that sense of joy and happiness about what she was sharing with me, which should have been just an incredibly joyful moment. 
So it is, it has a huge impact on us, uh, whether we recognize it or not. Tim, I'm so with you on that. And let's, you know, shift the conversation to speaking to men, right? I'm doing a whole series on men. Why? Mm -hmm. Because men's got rocks. We got rocks in our heads. Let's be honest. We got rocks in our heads. Our wives are telling us, honey, you got rocks in your heads. Go, go get some help. Kids (laughs) are like, dad, you got rocks in your heads. Go get some help. You know, stop, stop calling out my little pebbles, dad. You know, you got boulders, right? And uh, everyone sees our rocks but us, you know? So what you just said is is powerful, is that um, if left unaddressed, these rocks grow and they impact, negatively impact our marriages, our, our children, our business, our, all our relationships, because we're carrying it, right? We're the common mm-hmm. denominator in our life. And we pretend we live in a fantasy land, like press it down, press it down, press it deep into the soil till you can't notice it anymore. It will go away. Time heals all things. Hey, BC Nation, I'm going to let you in on something here. Time does not heal all things. That is a lie from hell. Time does not heal all things. You know what does? Forgiveness. Forgiveness heals all things. That's what Tim's talking about. When he's able to go to God and say, God, I'm sorry. You gave me a son. I killed him. By my own choice, I killed him. I'm sorry. And then go to the woman that you chose that with and say to her, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry for the price that that it cost us in our marriage. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry I ever put you in that position. I was scared. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. Would you be willing to forgive me? And then the third person that's needed in any real forgiveness conversation is you got to forgive yourself. That's what Tim said. Mm -hmm. You got to forgive yourself or you're carrying guilt and shame rocks now for the rest of your life. Are you kidding me? So after you ask God for forgiveness and you repent, then you go to the person who you wronged, you ask them for forgiveness. You give them the freedom to forgive you or not. That's their choice. And then you forgive yourself. Whoa. I just dropped my phone on myself. (laughs) Obviously, the enemy didn't like what I was saying. Uh, You can't handle this truth, right? And then you forgive yourself. And when that happens, freedom, God's light enters the darkness. And that's what Tim's in right now. He's in the process of it right now. Like he's two in, I think, or three in. I don't know. And then he's going to go and have the conversations with his sons so that he shines that healing light of God into their future, into their lives. Like, this is beautiful. That's part of legacy right there, Tim, what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. I love this conversation. Tim, you and I didn't prep this conversation, did we? There's no script. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't sure what we were going to be talking about, but that just Holy Spirit just seemed like, you know, let's boldly go there. Um, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that really is impactful for me personally, I think impactful for other guys is, you know, and talked about this, you know, the ability to love yourself. If you haven't forgiven yourself, for something such as this, your ability to receive love and feel worthy of love and your then capacity in turn to give love and show love towards others is diminished. And it's like, I've got to get through this repentance. I've got to get through this uh, restoration in order to have that capacity. And um, that was something I, I kind of understood a little bit intellectually um, but until that moment when I received that 
in my mind, it was Holy Spirit communicating to me. And I've got something else I, I'm not going to go into right now that uh, was kind of a transformational uh, couple of years ago, but kind of a supernatural kind of experience that there was healing that occurred. And I think now I'm more tuned in and sensitive to when things like that happen. Mm. And whereas in the past, I would have discounted that or kind of thought that's woo woo, you know, it's just like, no, it's like now when I receive information like that, it's like I act on it. I take action and, yeah. um, and then and go see what happens. Because if God's speaking to me and views me as potentially to be an instrument for his kingdom in a good and positive way, who am I to doubt that? Mm. Whereas in the past, I would not have felt worthy to do that. But now I've learned to, whether it's on the mission field in Ecuador, Dominican Republic, or coaching other guys, or just helping my real estate clients is like, there are all these different opportunities to show God's love and grace and reflect the love of Christ into the situation. Mm. And my capacity to do that grows as I heal and I get stronger in my relationship and my walk. Boom. You, you just said it so well. So good, right? Like as as you ask God for forgiveness, you, then you ask the other person for forgiveness. That's why Jesus says, you know, like if you have a grievance with your brother, like make sure you go and get that corrected and restored before you show up in front of the judge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Go handle that business now. And then you forgive yourself. You actually open yourself up to God's healing god's god's love and then you open yourself up to other people's love i mean so many men are walking around with the guilt and the shame from past decisions bad decisions and they don't know how to receive love i as you said they're constantly trying to love their wife they're trying to love their kids they're fa- failing forward failing sh- falling short constantly they're like i don't think i'm doing it well no kidding bro because you don't know how to receive love yourself you think mm-hmm. you know how to give something you don't even have if you can't receive love, how are you going to give from an empty well? Yep. You've got to become a spiritual reservoir. That's what Tim's talking about, BC Nation. Well, how do you do it? Let God forgive you. Go ask the person to forgive you. Forgive yourself. God's light shines into your darkness. The healing comes in. The experience, you actually experience a miracle. Mm-hmm. And it's not woo-woo. Yes. Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, we think it's, you know, oh, that that's only in the, you know, the woo-woo stuff and everything like that. It's like, no, man, like back at the time of Jesus, when he walked the earth, he did miracles. You want to call him woo-woo? Cool. Call it woo-woo. But those were real miracles. And that people experienced a transformation. And it wasn't just in their head. It was in their, their heart and in their life, like physically mm-hmm. as well. So God wants to take your mess, BC Nation. Whatever mess you create in your life, look back on your life. There's a mess. Come on. I know for me, I had like a a runway of human (laughs) wreckage and people I hurt. Can I share the the R of the reflect across is recognize the power to change. Yes. And, And the underlying theme of that chapter is hope. Yes. And it's this idea that no matter what we're, where we're at in life, whether it's, you know, the wreckage of your life, Joseph, or some of the, you know, past of my life is that there is hope as I move forward towards what God intends me to become. 
and I really work with intentionality around that, you know, and I, I know you had Bill Schneiders, our master coach of the man school on the show recently and his wife, not long before that, Angela Schneiders of the, the wholeness school and my co-author uh, Maria Spears is also friends with Bill and Angela. And we, you know, we really focus on helping men and women to discover what are the desires of their heart? What did God create them to become? What is the unique gifts and callings that they're meant to contribute to the world to impact others? Mm. So for me in this journey, and especially in the last couple of years working with the man school and doing coaching is like, I've much greater clarity around what is that? I'm still working through, you know, what's that look like in terms of how do I apply that in my business? How do I apply that ministry? How do I apply that in doing overseas missions, whatever? How do I provide that leadership to my sons? Um, but recognizing that power to change and having the hope that God's got a purpose for you and he's, he's ready to help you to understand what that is mm -hmm. and for helping you to discover and really flourish and define the life that he has intended for you. That's it. That's it. You said it very well, Tim. BC Nation, the reason why... If you struggle to know your purpose, God's plan for the rest of your life, the reason why you're struggling is because you're buried under a pile of rocks and it's really hard to see your purpose when you feel no peace, mm -hmm. right? So many husbands are angry. They're angry dads, they're angry husbands. They don't know how to you know, release that anger in a productive way because nobody teaches them. So they suppress those anger rocks deep into their soil and hope it's mm -hmm. going to go away on its own. But they become like a two, tube of toothpaste that they lock the cap on. Well, when life applies enough pressure to the sides of the tube, eventually <laughs> it's got to come out somewhere and they end up blowing up on their wives and kids at the worst moments. And then they feel more guilt and shame because of the loss of control that they exploded with their emotions. And then they feel more guilt and shame rocks enter in their soil and they're stuck in the shame cycle and around and around they go. Mm -hmm. Like I get to work with these men and, and show them how to get freedom. But I want to bring up to what you said, right? It's really difficult to find hope. It's difficult to hear God's purpose for your life if, if you're under a pile of rocks and you're being crushed and you're angry. Mm -hmm. So you got to get to that place of peace first before you find purpose. So I believe peace is a prerequisite to purpose, the purpose mm -hmm. in your life. And most people are not at peace. That's why they have no purpose, no clear direction. So we got to get you to purpose first. That's stage, uh, sorry, to peace first. That's stage one. Then when you're at peace, God's blown up all the rocks. His power comes in. He does the miracles. He takes your mess, your past decisions, and he turns your mess into a miracle. That's what he wants to do. So that everyone knows you didn't do it. There's no way you fixed that. You've been dealing mm -hmm. with it for 40 years. But now your life demands an explanation. Yeah. And then you get the boast, not in you, but in your heavenly father and say, let me tell you what God did in my life. I was a mess. I did this. I did this. And I couldn't get out. I was addicted. Mm -hmm. And then I surrendered and gave my rocks to God. And look what he did. So anything you see good in me now and the fruitfulness in my life, this is God. Let's go. Hmm. Like this is the beauty of it. And, and Tim, I think God's raising you up to an awesome place right now in your life. I think he's got more to give you. And so many of us, you know, when we get the 50s and 60s, we're like, ah, there's no more fruit on this tree. 
you know, and, and that's not, that's not a biblical message. There is, I feel like I'm just getting started in many ways. There uh, you go. No, it's taken this long in life to uh, have greater clarity and understand what some of those unique giftings and talents are that he's called me to utilize and, and make an impact on other people's lives. Isn't that fun though? Isn't it like, don't you feel that boyish adventure? <laughs> like you get to go on an adventure with God in this season of your life and you have no idea what's ahead, but you're excited and you're anticipating and you're hopeful that God's got you and he's going to create a ton of fruitfulness in the remainder of your life. Yeah. It's, you know, I was having a, a meeting with a, a team a leadership at the small church I'm involved with here in the Wilmington, North Carolina, and we're getting ready to go back down to the Dominican Republic and we support a mission there and how we're going to expand the impact of that. And one lady, she says, you know, it's kind of cool to kind of see, cause she respects me as a leader in the community to kind of see you. She, she described it as a little bit scared. It's cause it's like I'm stepping into a role I've never been where I'm actually leading now teams and where I've always been members of teams. So it's like, okay, God's got to grow me in my capacity. I'm already an effective leader in many respects, but I've never been a leader in this capacity. So now maybe now it's like, okay, Tim, you're ready now to take on this new challenge. Let's see uh, how we can bring a team of people together, go and impact the kingdom in a greater way. Mm, so good. I'm excited for you. We're speaking with Tim Howard. Uh, he's a strategist at the Man School. Uh, he's a podcaster, soon to be uh, awesome, best-selling author, and he's been teaching us today. Well, how to finally forgive yourself for past decisions? Don't you want that, BC Nation? I mean, we all do. I think. Again, peace is on the other side of forgiveness. You know, and God wants to forgive you. I'm sure the person you wronged or hurt wants to forgive you. By the way, you got to forgive the people that wronged and hurt you. You know, mm -hmm. that's part of it. Otherwise, you're still carrying those rocks, you know. So this is the message. It's a message of God's love, God's faithfulness, God's transformation that he wants to give you in your life. He wants to do a miracle in your mess, the messes of your life. He's got miracles just waiting to give to you. Mm -hmm. But you got to show up and like. Put yourself out there like Tim did today. I mean, he started right in. He's like, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Tim, but I'm guessing you were a little scared to air this to the world, you know, that past decision. That comes with a little fear, doesn't it? Yeah, there, there is, and it's, uh, but it's also liberating in one respect uh, to just get it out there. And, you know, right. half, half the people are going to judge me about that, and the other half are going to be like, you know, way to go, Tim. But it's yeah. like That's right. I, I don't live for other people's, judgment or affirmation i live for you know giving glory to god so that's it and god is glorified bc and nation when you bring the darkness into the light mm -hmm. that's when he gets glorified so you got to do it what what have you been hiding what's the shame around in your life bring it into the light all right we uh we're speaking with tim howard tim uh, welcome to my favorite part of the show as a, uh, you know, born and raised Catholic. You're going to like it. It's called the confession <laughs> round. Let's go. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you uh, 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? His grace and forgiveness. 
and just unconditional love. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about today. What's your least favorite thing about God? Mm. Someday I got to stand in judgment before him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, man. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. Uh, Tim, what are you currently challenged with or struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Just to have more balance. I've got a lot of um, irons in the fire and Mm. have balance in my life. And that's, that's probably what I'm most focused on. Cool. What are you most afraid of? Mm, probably disappointing others. Yeah, I got that. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? <laughs> well, in one respect, it was really good. I got a lot healthier uh, by working out a lot more consistently, but I kind of overdid a little bit, wasn't getting enough rest. So that's one of the areas I'm trying to get the balance, Just keep the health and fitness, but yet get a little more rest. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear? Mm-hmm. Oh, probably that I would disappoint them in some way, you know? Yeah. Especially that. someone that's someone that's significant to me in my life. What do you wish you had? What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Just to understand his grace and forgiveness and love, no matter what, and accepted that and forgave, forgiven myself much earlier in life. Uh, I think I would have had much better relationship with my former wife and um, mm. all the relationships in my life would have been better. Tim, if we only believed, only believed that God is so much more forgiving than we are, mm-hmm. we, would run, we would run to him a lot sooner, right? Yep. Yeah. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? I, I'm trying to uh, be more consistent about getting more rest and Got getting it. more sleep. So I'm having to shift my, I'm, I'm more, my tendency is to stay up later. So I got to get to bed earlier in order to get, get up early and get my day started. Nice. And what's been your best uh, success habit to date in your spiritual life? Just every day, I, the very first thing I do every morning is a couple of devotionals. And I just immediately starting to get my mind moving in that direction into what's God got in store for me today versus what do I feel like I have to do? Yeah. Awesome. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, humble, humbled, <laughs> uh, very giving, very loving, and, um, I always seek what is best in other people. Mm. Pick three words to describe who you were before uh, you ran to God and gave him your rocks. Uh, probably insecure, um, wanting validation externally, um, worrying about other people's judgments. Yeah, very common. And last question, Tim, if you could come back to life after you died. Right? It's not very Catholic, I know. But after you died, and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice about God, what would you say to them? God just loves you unconditionally, and uh, he just wants to have a relationship with you. Just, uh, just press into having relationship with him and listen to him and see what he has in store for your life. All right, PC Nation, there's Tim's wisdom for you. Stop running from God. 
Stop running like Adam and Eve in the garden after they messed up. Mm-hmm. God's like, where are you? Ah, sorry, we <laughs> thought you were going to beat us to death. No, he wants to love you, love you to life. All right, homework assignment, Tim. You get to give BC Nation, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. What is one action that they must take to grow their faith, uh, to finally forgive themselves for past decisions? What do you got for them? I'd say really examine or reflect upon what, what is something that I'm carrying with within myself that I haven't forgiven myself for, or it may be someone that I haven't forgiven and really dig into an understanding that and, and ask for forgiveness from God, ask for forgiveness uh, of yourself. And then if you've got something, you need to go have a conversation with somebody else, go have that conversation. It's hard as it may be to do. Does it, does it mean that, uh, you know, forgiving, sometimes we're dealing with very hard things. It's, it's not about forgetting what's occurred. That's right. It's about forgiving that person. They may not have significance in your life right now, but maybe they need to hear from you that they are forgiven for something they've wronged you in the past. Amen to that. All right. BC Nation, there's your homework assignment from our guest, Tim Howard. Go do it or don't and go back to your life. It's up to you but nothing's going to change. Well, actually it is. That's a lie. It's going to get worse. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Life always gets worse if you don't address the things staring you in the face that God wants you to move on. Mm-hmm. BC Nation, if you enjoy this show, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher Radio, go to brokencatholic.com, write a review, write something nice about Tim. Come on, man. He just gave you all his time, his energy. He opened up to you. He shared something with you that made you go, oh my goodness, he just shared that. Maybe I should start sharing the thing I'm carrying. Like he Mm -hmm. just gave you courage, BC Nation. You're welcome. Would you go write a nice review for this guy? Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm over talking because I'm pulling up uh, a review right now. But while I'm doing that, Tim, how does BC Nation get in touch with you? How do they work with you? What do you got for them? Well, probably the easiest way to connect with me is via Instagram, Tim Howard, The Mirror. You'll see the Reflect the Life You Want podcast snippets and can DM me there. You can go to my LinkedIn profile uh, where both the man school coaching, my real estate business and the podcast has information about all that. So those are probably the two easiest places. And I'm on Facebook and the great man's legacy of the man school uh, is the business page here. If you want to learn more about the man school and being a part of it. All right. Awesome. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Emma Sharma. Emma Sharma. uh, She wrote a five-star review. Uh, She wrote the subtle art of praying with expectation. We're kind of speaking about that. You actually have to believe God's going to forgive you. He wants to, and he's going to do a miracle in your life. She wrote, love listening to Amy share her story, uh, one of our other guests, and encouraging us to pray diligently in and for the workplace. It's so exciting when prayer is answered and miracles happen, especially in the most unexpected places. Thank you, Emma Sharma, for your five-star review. BC Nation, go write your own right now. Tim Howard, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, God's peace, 
and God's joy in your life, sir. Same to you, Joseph. Thank you for having me as your guest. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.